Gentlemen, how are you doing on this episode number 88 of Rise Up? That was Zach Williams with Rescue Story, my favorite Christian song to sing. My favorite Christian song to sing. Me and my daughter actually sing that song all the time. Uh, If you remember, if you follow me on social media, then more than likely you saw 
uh, me and my daughter doing that song once. Um, I believe we did it on Getter and Instagram or something. I don't remember. Uh, but that is my favorite song to sing. And my other favorite song ever um, is also by Zach Williams, uh, which is There Was Jesus with, uh, with him and Dolly Parton. So I would have to say Zach Williams is my favorite worship singer, Christian music singer. And there he was at the um, Red Rocks Amphitheater. And uh, he did, you know, he's just, it's my rescue story. It is my rescue story. Uh, Punk Rock Rebel says, this is so crazy. I was driving into work this morning and felt this urge to listen to this exact video and queued it up, brought me to tears, and then I came to join here, and here it is again. I tell you, this is God's podcast. He uses it to talk to you guys, sometimes individually, specifically one person, but most of the time, everyone. So welcome, uh, everyone. We have 700, almost 800 people watching already, tuning in here on uh, rumble.com LFA, the greatest channel, the most engaged channel on rumble. Uh, thank you very much for those who listen on the podcast side of things. Of course, iHeartRadio. give us a five-star rating if you could, please. And if you have the app also download the LFA TV app, take us with you wherever we go live, wherever you go live. And, um, and uh, give that a five-star rating as well. And for those who are watching on digital TV, Roku and Firestick, please do me the kind favor of coming over on the mobile app or on the desktop version and giving us a thumbs up, giving us a like. We would really appreciate that. Uh, I have to tell you, last night I watched Jesus Revolution. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Great job by Jonathan Rumi. Great job by Kelsey Grammer. Great job by the entire cast to really, really bring to life the true events in the 1970s, 1971, of the Jesus Revolution. And I want to say something, folks. The Jesus Revolution that we are experiencing right now has just begun. It's not even close to as big as that was. And it's just begun. And after watching that movie last night, what I can tell you is that it's, it's, it's available for, uh, for digital rental right now. So if you have any of the platforms, um, you know, the, the, the Vudu, the Prime, any of that, it's, it's, it's available for digital download. Uh, we have Vudu in Miles, V-U-D-U, and uh, that's, where, that's where we got it from. But it is an incredible, incredible movie, which really prompted me to play Rescue Story. Now, I know I've played Rescue Story before, but wow, what an, what an example Uh, For every church today, all those uptight, well, mm -mm, gossiping churches today that have all those rules and regulations, they should watch that movie and they should start opening their doors and preaching the word of Jesus to everybody, not the words of the church to the select few. That's what I would say about that. Now, It also made me think about the churches that are putting the big, you know, LGBTQ flags and the the trans flags and the BLM flags and stuff outside the church. How that differs from what happened in that time period and and in that movie was Kelsey Grammer opened his church up to any and all who wanted to come in. He did not or the character he played, he did not advertise on the front of the church, all hippies welcome. He didn't do that. 
They just came because he welcomed them. And that is how the members of the LGBTQ community and the trans community should come to church. Grassroots revival. Grassroots Jesus calling and his people hearing his name. And people out there, like Jonathan Rumi played, which was Lonnie Frisbee. In that movie, he played the character Lonnie Frisbee, which, Frisbee, which is a real-life guy. Um, being out there and spreading the gospel to any and everybody all day long, showing the smiles on your face, being that this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Now, I was surprised. Uh, there, was a, there was a couple twists in the movie that I was not expecting. Uh, but what a great movie. I won't really spoil it any more than that. I suggest everybody see it, and we will play it here on LFA TV on one of our Sunday broadcasts, which reminds me, this Sunday at 4 p.m., I would welcome all of you, if you remember, put it in your phone, your calendars now on your phones. Uh, I I would remind you that we are playing uh, A Case for Christ, Lee Strobel's story, this Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Angel Girl says, I love how he washed everyone's feet before entering church. That part made me cry. It made me cry. So I suggest seeing it, folks. Uh, we just saw the movie yesterday. Fantastic, says Daisy Duke. Yeah, it really was. I saw an advanced screening of Jesus Revolution. That is a blessing. My friend and I used to go to O'Hare Airport and pass out tracks. What a great place to do it. What a great place to do it at O'Hare. Definitely a great place to do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I've got It's Friday, so it's the more laid back. You know, I got some videos to share with you. I got another great video from uh, Living Waters. Um, about abortion, and uh, we definitely uh, are going to watch that today. And uh, let's just go to the Lord in prayer now. Uh, so, you know, uh, keeping the rescue story in mind and keeping the title of today's show, Winning the Approval of Others. I think it's a perfect message for the movie that I saw last night, Jesus Revolution. Winning the approval of others because there was definitely people in the church that said, get them out of here. Get them out of here. We don't want these hippies in our church. We've got a standard to uphold. We've got a level of, uh, of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of respect that we need to have in this church. This is a house of worship. Well, I think it was, t- it was high time that we titled the show Winning the Approval of Others because other opinion, people's opinions do not matter. Only God's opinion matters. Let's go to the Lord right now, folks. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so very much for giving us the messages day in and day out that we need for the present time. Not for yesterday, not for tomorrow. You're the only one that has seen our tomorrow. So it is responsible for us to trust in you that you've already got things in place for us tomorrow. But today, thank you for the message today which is winning the approval of others and how we don't have to do that. But yet so many of us, even us Christians, worry about what others think of us. Lord, I want to thank you for directing me to watch that movie last night because every one of us can learn from the hippies of the 1970s. And not all the hippies, because most hippies had lost their way, but the ones that... The ones that brought forth the Jesus revolution in a way that nobody expected. Again, Lord, you choosing the most unlikely people to achieve the most miraculous 
events. Thank you for that. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for common sense. And thank you for the new life that you've given each and every one of us. For that, we thank Jesus and pray in his name. Amen. Good morning, Buckbusters. How you doing, man? Well, we are about ready to have a thousand people watching. Our go- I think our, our most we've ever had, Eli, is what, 1,700? 1,700 people listening to the Lord. So if you are one of those uh, thousand out there that, that can do me the favor and share the video, we would really appreciate that. Um, Larry Reha says, I'm still a long hair. There you go. There you go, brother. We would really appreciate you doing that. I really, um, I really rely on you guys heavily to help get the message out there, especially the morning show, right? LFA is one thing, but this is 10 times more important. No, this, the, by the way, this podcast that I have, Rise Up, God's podcast, it really, that seeing that movie inspired me to do so many more things for this podcast meaning that I have a feeling that we're going to be doing this podcast out on the street sometimes, meaning that Frankie is going to have to accept my feed and push it out, and I'm going to have to be on my phone, and I'm going to have to be out evangelizing. I think that is the future of Rise Up, Eli, evangelizing out in the street. There's nothing wrong with doing that, and we can do it so easily nowadays. So I think that that movie last night really inspired me to take Rise Up in a new direction, and 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 not in a... Not, in a changing to the point where we're not going to do this. This is still going to be a thing every day, but I think maybe once a week we take rise up out on the, uh, out to the street and it could be anywhere. It could be at a gas station. It could be right across the street from here, right here. Just talking to people about God, talking to people about Jesus. See what they say. See how many people, um, accept the word just by street evangelizing. How many people would like to see that? Let's pull up the rumble chat here. Let's see how many people would like to see Yours truly, out evangelizing, doing some rise up in the street. Talk to the people. Amen. Says, what's your dad one? <laughs> uh, Friday, rise up in the field. Hey, Friday in the field. That might be right. That may be what we need to do. Yes, you can start and they will come. Exactly. That's what happens. That's the greatness of God. Uh, great idea. You can do it like Ray Comfort. Exactly. With a Jeremy Harrell twist. I agree. I would love that. That sounds great. I think it would be cool. Uh, Rise up. Power of God. That sounds amazing. I'd go with you, says Nurse. Well, there you go. Maybe we'll we'll take it on the road once in a while, you know? Maybe we'll do it in different states, and I'll have to just do LFA from the the hotel room that day. Great idea, says Brendan. I would love that, says Heather E74. Sounds like God's calling you to spread the word out and about. Out and about. I think so. I think he is. I think I've been training to get out there with the full armor of God. And I think, uh, I think my training is commenced and I think it's time for me to, I mean, it's, it, my training is, uh, is coming to a conclusion and now I think it's time to get out there in the field. I'll always be training obviously, but in order to get out there in the field the right way, you do need to do a certain level of training. And we've been training for a few years now, our own seminary, if you will, uh, Watching Jesus Revolution now on Prime. There you go, Mary. God bless you. You're going to love it. Hope you're not watching it at the same time, though. That'd be difficult. Uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Larry Reha putting out that, uh, putting out the word this morning. That sounds amazing. Yes. Take it to the streets, baby. That's the best way to do it. 
So yeah, we're, we'll incorporate that. I want to read from One Minute Prayer for Dads, and then we're going to do some videos. My favorite part of Fridays. Uh, we're going to be reading from page 45. Protect the innocent. Protect the innocent from Luke 17, 2. It would be better for him if a milestone, or excuse me, a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea, then he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Very powerful verse, Luke 17, 2. Alert Christian dads, know there's a war on childhood innocence today. Can I get an amen? It's dad and mom's job to help protect their children's innocence from the barrage of evil on TV, the internet, or in school. A child's innocence is the utmost importance to God. It should be important to dad too. Again, page 45, if you're following along. Callius has got my rise up coffee and my field of greens. Then I guess, and you got the word of God right now. So you got everything you need. By the way, I'm still fasting. How many of you are still fasting? I am. 30 hours, ladies and gentlemen. 30 hours. Uh, One o'clock today will be 24 hours for me. So I got to go to seven o'clock tonight. Father, you love my children more than I do. You've even said that we must receive your kingdom as children or we won't receive it at all. There is an innocence about being a child that you want me to protect. Our culture seems at war with the innocence in children, pushing them to grow up too fast. Lord, I can only do so much. I can't be with my kids 24-7, but you can. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I can't be with my kids 24-7, but you can. Wow. You can watch over them and guard their innocence when I'm not with them. I pray for a change in our culture where children are valued and their innocence respected and protected. I pray too for a return in my heart to the childlike innocence of your kingdom. You are a child of God, right? I always tell you, I always say it, you're like a child to him. Kalia says fasting cigarettes The energy I woke up with this morning is amazing. It's not rocket science. It's heaven science. Mind, body, and spirit all in one. You'll feel like you're a kid again. You'll feel like a child of God again. But that's right. We cannot be with our children 24-7, can we? But God can. And how often do we ask God to be there for our children? I just got a text from Cordy Williams. Cordy wants to start a Sunday show here on LFA TV. A Sunday morning show dedicated to God and the Constitution and how they coexist. How many of you would like to see the great Cordy Williams on a Sunday show here on LFA TV? Because I think we're going to make it happen, Cap'n. But until then, I do want to read something for you that I saved the other day. And you're really going to love this. I want your kids to listen and watch this too, okay? Jeremy, go to see his only son, story about Abraham. My wife and I are actually doing that for a date. 
My wife and I are doing that for a day. Oh, by the way, just so you know, Sundays won't only be Cordy Williams. Sundays will also be a devotional Christian show with Will Johnson as well. Sundays will also be a show where we do a movie every week. Sunday will also have people like um, uh, uh, Pastor Tim Frisch. And we're trying to get a couple uh, surprises to be, we're going to open up Sundays before we open up anything else. So we still have Saturdays and Sundays that we don't have LFA TV. Sunday is going to be dedicated to the Lord, baby. And we already got a plan in place. It's going to blow your mind. Another thing that we have a plan in place to do is as soon as the LFA TV day wraps up, uh, by the way, we're bringing Heather Mullins on for Talk Mullins. And that will be our last show that we bring on. So we will have a star-studded lineup, and Heather Mullins will be joining LFA TV to wrap up the day after Will Johnson's show every day. And then when that show ends, the entire day will replay over again. So if anybody missed any of the shows, they can literally watch the entire uh, one large stream from like 8 o'clock till like 4 in the morning uh, so that you, people can watch the entire day over in in uh, one right after the other. So... We got a lot of crazy stuff going on here in LFA TV, but Sundays are going to be dedicated to the Lord. And I cannot wait for that. You're literally going to be locked and loaded on LFA TV your entire life. (laughs) I mean, I already am. Uh, What about Man in America? Man in America still, he's not a live show. I'm talking about live shows. We don't know where Man in America is going to end up fitting in because it is a... a, um, it is a recorded show that he gives us, so we can kind of put it anywhere. Uh, but we always wanted to be just strictly live. Live, 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 live all the time. So we haven't figured that part out yet, but we'll, we'll give him a good home. I want you to listen to this right here. This is very, very, very important. God's voice versus Satan's voice. Do you want to know which one you're listening to? Do you want to know which one you hear more than the other? This is going to give you a good indication on where you are listening and hearing God's voice and Satan's voice. You ready for this? I want your kids to see this. Share this video. Here we go. God's voice stills you. Satan's voice rushes you. God's voice leads you. Satan's voice pushes you. So if you, if you sound like you're always rushed and you're always being pushed into something faster than you want to, then you're actually listening to Satan's voice, not God's. This is going to open your eyes. God's voice reassures you. Satan's frightens you. So if you're being rushed and pushed and you're afraid and you have fears... God's voice enlightens you while Satan's confuses you. God encourages you. Satan discourages you. God comforts you. Satan worries you. God's voice calms you. Satan's voice obsesses you. And God's voice convicts you while Satan's voice condemns you God is never early and he's never late he's always right on time and his plans for you are good God is a God of love and order 
If the voice you are hearing doesn't sound like those things, then they are not from him. Wow. Wow. That, that right there may get you to stop and think. Because it doesn't mean that Satan's leading you 24-7. But if you experience moments or days that you feel like that, then you are listening to Satan and not God. And since he is the master deceiver, he can actually make you believe that you're listening to God and not Jesus. And it happens to me all the time. Do you know what that is? That is you walking off the narrow path without you even knowing it. You know when you're watching a GPS and the GPS makes it look like you're supposed to get off on this exit, but it's really the next exit, and you're looking at it and you swear, man, that is, I'm supposed to get off on this exit. It's telling me to do that. Reminds me of the office when Michael drives into the river or the pond and and he says, it's telling me to go here, I got to go here. And then you get off on that exit and you realize it was not the exit. And you didn't even realize you were doing it. You thought you were making the right decision, but you weren't. You were making the wrong decision. You were deceived. And if you can be deceived by a little tiny electronic device, rather than looking at the signs on the road, like we used to do when we had, I don't know, maps, Eli. How easy can you be deceived? How easy can you be deceived? So if you can be deceived by simple directions in a car, imagine how many times you're deceived in life making a decision that you should not be making. But you think you're making the right decision. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy how deceitful the devil is. But even worse, it's crazy how productive he actually is. He achieves so much, and we don't even know it. Let's take a a sip of our Rise Up coffee before we get to the the first video. Hexleen says, apparently Satan is speaking often through me because I have to rush and push my child to get through school every day. Well, since somebody else is the cause of your pushing and being rushed because of their laziness or unwillingness to move their butts. Maybe you need to pray and ask God to give you the direction that you need to make that not happen anymore. And maybe you need to be a little bit more firm. Maybe you need to make that child's life a little bit bit less pleasant. Nothing is a motivator like taking away things they love. I didn't realize LFA was going to be that too. LOL. Not sure what that means, but I'm sure it's probably good. Hope it's not bad. Uh, Let's get to the first video of the day. This is from Living Waters. It's an eight-minute video, but everybody needs to see this. It's about abortion. And what it's about is how you can argue a pro-choice activist with common sense and respect to the point where they're actually going to listen to you. 
This is the Living Waters team, ladies and gentlemen. Let me put my headphones on so I can hear this along with you. Okay. Hose Up says, what? This is exactly what is going on with our son. He is late every day, and he is 16 and doesn't care about school. Our 16-year-old son is the same way. You just got to find ways to motivate, motivate them. Remember what I said yesterday, uh, being able to see what your kids are going through? Have you considered live streaming church like Pastor Greg? Well, I, I, not really. Uh, a little bit I've thought about it. Uh, but I'm not ready for that yet. I don't think. God will let me know. All right, here we go. Living Waters, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Maybe even be able to put this up on a side-by-side here in a minute. There go. are only four differences between the preborn, which some say is not human, and the newborn, which they say is human. Let's examine those four differences and see if it still makes sense to say that it's okay to kill preborn babies, but it's not okay to kill newborn ones. The first difference between a preborn and a newborn is their size. Of course, the preborn is typically smaller than a newborn. Some even object by saying, how can you call something the size of a dot a human being? That's a good question. How can something so small be human? Well, why can't something so small be a human being? Are large people more human than small people? Men are generally larger than women. Does that mean that men deserve more rights than women? Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson are two different sizes. Is Kevin less valuable just because he's smaller and Dwayne Johnson more valuable just because he's bigger? If size has nothing to do with the value of a human being, then how can we say the life inside of its mother is of less value simply because it's smaller? The second difference between a preborn and a newborn is their level of development. I've heard people ask, how can something that's not fully developed yet be a person? Or how can something whose brain is still developing and who's not even self-aware be a human being? Well, imagine if your development or abilities determined your value as a person. A person's brain is still developing well into their 20s. A six-year-old's reproductive organs aren't fully developed like those of a 16-year-old. Is that six-year-old less of a person than the teenager just because she can't get pregnant yet? So what makes a baby in her mother's womb any different? The little child is as much developed as you'd expect it to be at that stage. If our level of development has nothing to do with our value as a human being, then how can we say the life inside of its mother is of less value simply because it's less developed? The third difference between a preborn and a newborn is their environment or location. Is the unborn really a person if it's not in the world yet? Well, they are in the world, just in a different location. Just think about us. Our environment is always changing, but we know our personhood always remains the same. So let me ask, if the value of personhood is determined by one's environment, does that mean our value changes when we move from place to place? Is an astronaut less human than us simply because they're no longer on this planet? If our environment or location has nothing to do with our value as human beings, then how can we say that life inside of a womb is less valuable than ours simply because it's in a different location? 
The last difference between a preborn and a newborn is the degree of dependency. People often ask, if the unborn is totally dependent on its mother, then how can it be a person? I'm curious, why can't something so dependent be a person? There are many people who depend on others for their survival. For example, there are those with pacemakers or who are on life support in hospitals. Others are on dialysis machines or take medicine like insulin in order to survive. Without these life-saving elements, people will die. Those inside a plane are dependent on pilots. Passengers are counting on them to get them to their destination. Similarly, babies in the womb are counting on their mother to get them safely into the world. After all, the safest place in the world should be a mother's womb. Amen. A 20-month-old toddler can do many things, like play around and run around, but good hygiene, putting on clothes, and eating healthy are not some of them. So just because a baby still relies on her mother for all of these things, she's not any less human. So what makes a baby in a mother's womb any different? If personhood isn't determined by our degree of dependency, then how can we say that a little boy or girl's life inside of their mother's womb is less valuable than ours simply because they rely on their mother for survival? It seems pretty clear that when we look at each of the elements in the acronym SLED, size, level of development, environment, and degree of dependency, none of them define our personhood or our value as human beings. Right. So I'm on the campus here at Cal State Fullerton in Southern California. I'm gonna see if students are willing to be so progressive that they're willing to sign a petition to legalize late-term abortion. How late, you ask? Well, it's so late the child has already been born post-birth abortion. Let's find out, see if anybody's crazy enough to sign this thing. Hey Chief, you wanna sign a petition to legalize late-term abortion? Uh, sure. It's late, it's post-birth. Yeah, well, it's, it's after the child's actually been born. It's within the first 30 days is the idea, is the concept. So the child is fully healthy, fully good, but sometimes it just does a number on the parents, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we wanna make sure that they're able to do what they wanna do. Would you be interested in signing a petition to legalize late-term abortion in California? I would, but I'm a permanent resident. I'm not a U.S. Okay. citizen. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. She would, but she's not a U.S. citizen. Are you pro-choice? Yeah. You'd be interested in signing that. It's so late. It's actually post-birth abortion. Sometimes parents have a hard time trying to distinguish. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Yeah, so the child is, you know, it's fully healthy and viable and stuff, but sometimes it's just too hard on the parents, and yeah. the parents need to make that. Late term, like so late term, the child's already been born. Within the first 30 days, that's what it's been arguing before Congress. Is that wrong? I mean, I'm pro-choice, but if it's a baby already. Well, when does it become a baby? I know it gets heartbeat at eight weeks, I believe. 21 days, heart begins to beat. Brain's forming at 35 days. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing, I don't know. I just think, I don't, I don't know. Is it wrong for all women in all places? No, of course not. No, they can make up their own mind? Definitely cases where I think abortion is okay. Hey, wanna sign a petition to legalize late-term abortion? Don't be late. Pick it up. Post-birth abortion. Post-birth, yeah, the child's born, the child is fully healthy. I think I need to do a little bit more research. Yeah, yeah, are you you guys pro-life, pro-choice? Where do you stand? Uh, We're pro-choice. Okay, all right, yeah. Late-term abortion in California. To legalize late-term abortion. It's not legal in California. It's actually so late, it's gonna, it might even shock you, it's post-birth 
It's what's been argued in Ivy League schools up to uh, 30 days after the child is born. Sometimes it's so traumatizing for the parents still. Oh, that's a hard it's progressive. topic. It's progressive and I totally believe in woman's choice. And... Yeah, yeah, what do you think? <sighs> what are your thoughts? That's a, that's a hard one. That's a hard one because it is post-birth and 30 days is a long time. At the end of the day, abortion is, you know, it's up to a, a woman. What do you think? Do you, you believe it's a baby in the womb? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just sometimes it's just too hard for somebody to decide and, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I think they should have that option. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair but, enough, but for the option. Yeah, so that the child is fully, it could be fully healthy, it could have Down syndrome, it could be viable, whatever it may be, right? But um, That's really hard. This is... Craziness, right? Yeah. We are a nation that is quickly losing its moral compass. Common sense is being thrown out the window. We're a nation that believes no child should be left behind, but we've aborted over 61 million of them. We're a nation that weeps for the illegal children that are being separated from their parents at the border, yet we fight for a woman to kill her offspring. As long as we teach children that it's okay to kill children in the womb, we'll never convince them that it's wrong to kill children in a classroom. We live in a day and age where animals have more rights than humans. It's a crime to kill an eagle's egg, a felony to destroy a turtle's egg. Yet if a woman decides to kill her own child, we call her brave, but we say it's health care and a human right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to post that link right now in the comment section of this video in the, in the chat. I'm going to do it three times. And in the lower part, I'm going to do it three times just so you guys have access to it. I know some people can't, uh, don't know how to copy and paste out of the um, out of the chat itself. So I'm putting it down in the bottom section of the video so you guys have access to it down there as well. Very, very sad. Very sad, but a very good video to really say, well, so it's about location. No, it's not about location. So it's about size. Oh, it's not about size? All right, how about uh, development? Is it about development? Is it about living uh, on your own or not? Because there's an argument to be said for every one of those. So when you're talking to a um, when you're talking to an abortion activist or a pro-choice person who just can't seem to get it, say, "Will you give me ten minutes and have a dialogue here, and have common sense and put our opinions out of it, and just talk about the facts?" I'll guarantee you, you might not change their mind. You might not change their mind but you'll get them to think about it. You're planting a seed, and that's all you're there to do. Now, I want to go and play you another video uh, after I read from this next book, which is the Bible Promise Book for Morning and Evening. Now, this was a video that I wanted to show you yesterday about this young man who is, his story is absolutely phenomenal. Hold on. His story is absolutely phenomenal. He was um, born out of artificial insemination to two lesbian moms, and he's a huge huge Jesus freak. And I'm only using that term because that's what they called the hippies back then. And there's a great song called Jesus Freak that I think you, you guys should all hear. Okay? Uh, yes, the sled definition. S-L-E-D. Sled definition. Now let's go to the Bible promise book for morning and evenings. And we're going to read from God's Word. John 2.22. Again, keeping in mind, winning the approval of others. We don't need to win the approval of anybody. We don't need to win the approval of anybody but God. 
After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus spoke. Why? Because they recalled what he already told them. And it was true. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but, ha- but will have the light of life. And that's from John 8, 12. John 8, 12. We can be thankful for the light that illuminates our path. You know, that path that Satan keeps, keeps getting us off of somehow and we don't even know it. The word of God. Without it, we would stumble along through life not knowing which paths to take in, an or, in a world that sometimes looks dark and scary. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word that it is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Satan knows that path. Satan knows it all too well. Satan knows that path all too well, ladies and gentlemen. I want to read from the verse of the day today. Now, you guys did not get a verse of the day uh, digitally today because I just didn't have the time to this morning. Fridays are usually a little bit more difficult. But I want to read from Galatians 1.10, which says this, For I am now seeking the approval of man or God. For am I now speaking, or excuse me, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Well, what does that mean? Galatians 1.10. What does it mean seeking the approval of man? Well, it means I got to make sure that I look a proper and correct so that people don't judge me in a certain way. So I've got to put on 15 pounds of makeup and act a way that I don't normally act to make people think that I am something that I'm not to seek their approval for something that doesn't really matter in the end. How about worrying what people are going to think about you on the news? Let's think about, let's talk about the newscasters, the news hosts on all these news platforms. They come on there, they put on their suit and tie, and they act like a person that they don't act like in normal life. Why? Because they're trying to seek the approval of everybody. How about this? If you, if you seek the approval of God and you seek the opinion of God, then you are by default going to be so incredible that people are going to look up to you and they're going to look to you as a light in a dark world anyway. So you don't need to seek their approval. And if they, if they, uh, if they reject you for you you know, displaying the life of God, displaying the life of a child of God, displaying the, the journey of Jesus that you have. And if they condemn you for that, then they're just jealous anyway. And losers focus on winners while winners focus on winning. It's not that difficult. You please him, you please everybody else that, that actually doesn't matter. And who cares if you do anyway? Who cares if you do anyway? Somebody said Jamie Foxx had a stroke. Is that true, Eli? Look that up. Jamie Foxx had a stroke. That's a, that's terrible. That is really terrible if that's the case. Maybe it was due to the vaccine that he took. Or the booster that he took. What's it say? Rushed to the hospital after suffering a stroke. Amazingly talented man. Probably shouldn't have got the vaccine. And recovering from surgery, and he's in intensive care unit now. Well, let's pray for him. I shouldn't have probably said the thing about the vaccine. It's not time to say stuff like that. But people wonder why, man. And I'm not saying that he, you know, is, is, is invincible. 
from having a stroke, but the guy's about as in good as is, is, is good a shape as you could be in for that age. Yes, he was fully jabbed. He was 100%. No, I already know he was. He was doing he did a campaign during the during the vaccine season uh, helping people get jabbed. It was ridiculous. Uh let's go to uh let's go to this other video that I wanted to play for you. Listen to what this kid says. Remarkable, remarkable story. All started on day one of my life. I was born by artificial insemination. I grew up in a lesbian household with two moms. I never had a father in my entire life. I had never been in church, never heard a sermon, never heard a worship song. Yet in the midst of all of these circumstances, God not only pursued me, he not only chose me, but he saved me. It all started on day one of my life. I was born by artificial insemination. I grew up in a lesbian household with two moms. I never had a father in my entire life. I had never been in church, never heard a sermon, never heard a worship song. Yet in the midst of all of these circumstances, God not only pursued me, he not only chose me, but he saved me. All right. So I want to, the reason I'm showing you that video is because that kid is actually doing his own little Jesus revolution everywhere. He's doing his own little Jesus revolution everywhere, all through California, all through other places. The guy is just incredible. He goes from city to city, state to state, holding these events, uh, not only holding these events, but also uh, doing um, he, like massive baptisms and stuff, just like you see in the movie Jesus Revolution. Let's go to this next video. It's a relationship with him, but being set free happens right here, right now, right here, today. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of visitation. Today is the time. Today is the day that you encounter Jesus in your life. With him. It's a relationship with him. Let's go. Let's no. Let's go to his. uh, With him. It's a relationship with him. But being set free. This is his page right here. Look at, let's just watch some of his videos. Look at this. When he died on that cross, real man, he had flesh and blood like you and I. Real hands, real emotions, real pain. Got his hands on you, girl. In one day, this Jesus, this man, he died on a cross. Real nails went through his hands, bro. Real nails. You know, in today's world with so many voices, so many distractions, and sometimes even really good things in our life, the greatest thing that we could ever give our time, attention, resources to is seeing people encounter Jesus, being saved, being transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. You know, in today's world with right, so many so voices, kid, so many distractions, and sometimes even here. really good things in our life, the greatest thing that we can... So this kid's name is Ross Johnston, okay? I found him on Instagram. San Francisco, Huntington Beach, Pasadena, Sacramento, Florida. He just goes all over the country. His Instagram is filled with just preaching the name of Jesus. Young kid, like I said, bored of artificial insemination to two lesbian moms, never had a father, never had a chance, but you always have a chance with Jesus. I suggest each of you following that guy if you or that kid. If you follow that kid on Instagram, um, you won't be disappointed. And that's what we need more of. Young children ready to speak up, ready to be loud, ready to share their stories because it's the youth that we're losing. It's not the older crowd that we're losing. 
The older crowd, if we've lost them, we've already lost them. We can still go get them. But the new crowd that's coming up, they have so much influence over the younger generation that, boy, I'll tell you what. Chris says we should get him on LFA TV. That's not a bad idea. Let's see here. Let's go up. Um, that's not a bad idea. I think we might try to do that. That's a great idea. Satan is pressuring the rung. young. Yes, he is. It's Ross Johnston. It's J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N-N. Two N's at the end. Going to hook him up with my kids. There you go. That's what you want to do. You want to direct your kids to God-fearing people that are young like them so they can actually, you know, relate to them. That's so important. So very important. It's up to us to protect and save the most innocent of all, God's tiny little unborn angels. You, I could not have said it better. I could not have said it better. Daisy Duke is a miracle, says Yamane. My adopted twins were preemies. Thank you, Lord. Both boys, or my boys lived in foster care till nine months. One son died from SIDS. I love their birth mom for aborting, for not aborting. Wow. Wow, what a story. CQ said, just followed him. Great. You know what you should do? Any, everybody who follows him should go there and message him and uh, give him the link of LFA and tell him that we would love to have him here on a Sunday show. If he gets that many people doing it, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. 87,000 followers, that's right. It's so hard to direct people to Jesus if they can't even recognize the evil. My job has been doing that. Then showing the solution. That's amazing, Keith. Thank you for sharing that. Let's read from Jesus Listens, folks, as we are nearing the end of the show today. I'm going to end a little early because I want to play the entire song of Zach Williams for the people who did not get to hear it on their way in. We are on April 14th. This is titled Prince of Peace. I think we all know who that is. But again, winning the approval of others is not important. Winning the approval of God and Jesus, it's the only thing that matters, and it's the only thing that's going to bring you peace, happiness, and joy. Trying to win the approvals of others is only going to bring you disappointment, loneliness, and depression. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Ask anybody who's ever done it. Prince of Peace, I come to you feeling weary and burdened. I want to spend time in your presence. I need your peace continually, just as I need you each moment. Peace is the theme here on Live from America this year. When things are going smoothly in my life, it's easy to forget how dependent on you I really am. Then when I encounter bumps in the road, I tend to become anxious and upset. Eventually, this revives my awareness of my need for you, and I return to you, seeking your peace. I'm thankful that you give me this glorious gift, but it's hard for me to receive it until I calm down. How much better would it be to stay close to you at all times, so I don't even have to get to the point where I need to calm down. Please help me remember that you, my prince, are mighty God. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. Whenever, I experiencing, whenever I'm experiencing hard times, I can come to you and tell you my troubles. Not anybody else. It's nice to have other people, but you don't need them. You got God. He's listening all the time. But I need to come humbly. Acknowledging how great and wise you are, rather than shaking my fist at you or insisting that you do things my way. I can pray these wonderful words of David, quote, I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times 
are in your hands. Isaiah 9.6 and Matthew 11.28. Isaiah 9.6 and Matthew 11.28. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go back to the rescue story song today, I do want to direct your attention to what I believe is my favorite sponsor that we have here on Live from America. And the reason I'm saying that isn't because I don't love the others. It's because this helped me actually get healthy again. And without it, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if I could be as healthy as I am again. And that is um, Field of Greens. And, and uh, not only did it literally massively make me lose weight really, 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 really fast, uh, but it cleaned, out every, it cleaned out all those toxins in my body. Like, I, I just love the, uh, the wild berry. It cleaned out all the toxins in my body, so it allowed me to be, I don't know, just think differently, act differently, have a different pep in my step. It brought smile to my face. It, like, cured my dry skin like crazy. Usually my dry skin is such a bad problem during the winter months. It barely came out this year. I got a little spot on my face here uh, for, like, three weeks. And I got a little bit of dry skin on my hand, which usually looks like a reptile uh, every, every winter. Uh, so fieldofgreens.com, ladies and gentlemen, pure, uh, it's so, it's packed with all the fruits and vegetables that you're going to need for the day. And it's truly a superfood. And, uh, I've never, ever experienced anything like it. Antioxidants. Yep, exactly. Organic, um, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free for anybody who wants it that way. Brick house nutrition, field of greens, ladies and gentlemen, 15% off by using the promo code LFA. Amazing stuff. All right, now, um, again, I want to go back and I want to read the verse of the day one more time, and then we're going to go play Zach Williams again. And it comes from Galatians 1.10, from the letter of Paul to the Galatians, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I just trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. I want to read the beginning part of this so you get context. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Sounds like a lot of churches today, doesn't it? But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we said before, So now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. Anyway, guys, you know what the deal is. Sean Farish coming up next with Ungoverned. You're never, never, never going to want to miss that show. He is on fire all the time. Followed by yours truly live from America. Followed by Mike Crispy, Unafraid. Followed by Kevin Smith with Loud Majority. Followed by Ryan Matta with Matta Facts. Wrong Think right after that with Anna Perez. And of course, our newly prego, Miss Pregnant Moody, Isabella Moody, is now uh, having a baby. God bless her. She's right after that, and then we end the show to uh, end the, the day today with Will Johnson. There is no Friday late show for me, Will Johnson with Culture Wars. I love you guys. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being here on Rise Up. Enjoy the song on your way out, and stay tuned for Sean Farish Ungoverned. Coming up next, this is Zach Williams, and this is my rescue story. God bless you guys. There I was 
Sing it with me, come on. Empty-handed. You know the words. Crying out from the pit of my despair. There you were. Shadows. Holding out your hand, you made me there. And now, where would I be without you? Where would I be, Jesus? You were the voice in the desert, calling me out in the dead of night, fighting my battles for me. You were my rescue story, lifted me up from the ashes, carried my soul from death to life, bringing me from glory to glory. You were my rescue story. You are Come on. You never gave up on me. You never gave up on me. You were my testimony. 